Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Okay, I Need to Rant. Um, God, I literally am such a hypocrite. I feel like I said two episodes ago that I was going to try and be back on my upload game, but I clearly have not lived up to that. And honestly, I, like, I'm still caught in between trying to be explicit true to myself and also trying to apologize to those who actually want to hear me rant. I honestly don't know if there's many of you guys, but if there are and you missed my episodes, I'm so sorry to have uh, taken a break. But um, as you know, your girl needs a break. Like everyone needs a break here and there. And yeah, I just, I honestly wanted to record this episode because I actually do miss recording and ranting and just talking. I feel like for the past two weeks, I've been experiencing some stress and I guess like emotional distress. Uh, and it's nothing like extremely severe. It's just, you know, me getting into my own head as a normal emotional 21 year old would. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because it's been a while and I feel like we just need to, you know, have a little update, talk, chat, laugh, rant. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just just wanted to update you guys on what I've been doing and I've just, you know, I've missed you. So yeah, I, like honestly, I say this like as if I've been hella busy, which honestly I have been, but at the same time, I've only been doing one thing, which is studying for my LSAT. And if you did not know that, um, I am studying to take my bar exam for law uh, in November to hopefully... And I think I will not, no, I shouldn't say I think, I know I will be able to pass this exam and obviously practice law in my future. And that is my dream. It's always been my dream. And yeah, so I've been doing that. And that's literally the only thing I've been doing. Obviously, I've also been trying to make time for my family, friends and my boyfriend. But even with that, it is a little difficult because I do have a strict studying schedule. And Honestly, I feel I've been feeling a little burnt out. Um, not because studying for my exam doesn't motivate me or anything. Like, in all honesty, I don't think I've ever been more excited to do something in my life because I've been dreaming about this moment since I was in grade nine. Like, I'm not even kidding. When I was 14, I knew what I wanted to do exactly, and I've been following that path ever since. And so the fact that I get to sit down and actually start doing it and you know, seeing my future almost right in front of arm's reach is very exciting for me. I just, it's been hard. That's all I can say. Um, I'm not one of those people that can take summer school in general. So like the fact that I'm studying for something, which is obviously more exciting than doing summer school, in my opinion, at least, um, it's, it gives me some motivation, but it's still schoolwork. You know what I mean? Like, it is still something that I have to do as a responsibility and I have to, you know, market in my agenda and follow through with it. I have to self-discipline myself very harshly for me to actually sit down, focus and concentrate on the studying. Because like I said, I'm not one to take summer classes ever just because I know myself so well and my work ethic doesn't proceed into quote unquote summer break. Like all I do during the breaks that I have is shut my brain off. And so Right now, my body is telling me to like, you know, relax. Like this is the time to shut your brain off because that's what I've usually done in the past. But now because I have to study for my exam, it's like I'm struggling to find that balance. And I think that's why I've been a little burnt lately. And 
not burnt in my motivation, uh, or sorry, not burnt in my um, career path, but just been lacking that motivation lately. And it's very difficult because I see, you know, my friends who are obviously working and like, I don't want to say I'd rather be working than studying, but like, I recently quit my job. Um, and I had to just because I wouldn't have time to study and work at the same time, even if my work wasn't that demanding. Like I said, I used to work at a girl's clothing store. And so obviously it's still a job. Like you're, you still have to show up, put on that customer service face and, you know, suck it up. But like, it's hard. Like I don't, I don't even know how to explain why I've been feeling burnt, burnt lately. Like I, I'm just tired. I'm exhausted. I study from nine to five. Like I basically, my studying prep is like a nine to five job on its own, but studying for one topic. And so I guess maybe that's why, but that's what I've been doing. And that's why I've been like, you know, lacking on my upload game for this podcast account. And, um, I know it's not fair because I wanted to do this podcast account for a while now. And I was so excited to do it at the beginning, but then like when shit started adding up, I, I just completely put it on the back burner and I feel like it's been unfair to this, to my commitment, to be honest. Like, I feel like I've played myself, but I'm trying to find another balance with this as well, just because, you know, I'm always popping on Instagram. Like, uh, I'm always present and Instagram for my personal account is generally my favorite type of, uh, like social media. And so for this podcast, for this podcast account, I want to do the same. I just, I've just been tired, honestly. And this, like, I'm not going to lie, this rude awakening, I guess you can call it, is very eye-opening just because I've started to realize that, like, I'm pushing myself to, you know, further my dreams. And I don't want to discredit anyone else who isn't doing that. But I've realized over this, like, burnout session, I guess you could call it, is that, I want to surround myself with people who have the same ambitions or who have the same goals. And lately, you know, I've unfollowed like thousands of people on Instagram on my personal account just because what I see, you know, obviously they have their own life. Like Instagram only displays like one section. But I think it's just because when I see stuff on social media that I don't uh, morally relate to. It's very hard for me to, I guess you can say, support from the sidelines. And that's another thing I want to talk about. Like, why is there always this thing where if you don't know someone, you still have to support them? I'm sorry, like maybe this came out wrong, but it's like, shit, no one, like if you, if we all did that, we wouldn't have personal virtues and moral beliefs. I just don't understand it. Like, I, I always feel like I have this internal conflict with myself when I see something that I don't morally like relate to and that I still have to support it. Like, I don't mean like I have to bash on it at all. Like that's not what I mean. But like, if I see someone doing something that I don't morally correlate to, why the fuck would I support it? Like, why would I be like, yeah, you go girl. Like, I wouldn't say that. Like, I would just be like, yeah, yeah, you do you. That's your life. But I would never do that for mine. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I never understand. I never understand why there, this, there has to be this like underlying support, no matter for what it is that person is doing. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, what I was trying to say is that like, uh, lately I've been seeing a lot of things on Instagram posted by a lot of people, hence why I unfollowed them. Not like 
to cause any hate or anything. It's just because when I see stuff like that, that I don't morally relate to, I, I get this like disgusting feeling with myself in, in the sense, like, I feel like I shouldn't waste my time on them. So it's not really a them problem. It's a me problem. So like, that's why I unfollow them. And if I've unfollowed you, I'm like, again, I, I don't want it to mean like, in a rude way, a mean way. I just honestly, if your life does not seem interesting to me, I won't care for it. And that's why I follow specific people. Um, minus obviously my friends and family. Cause like, again, like their life is their life. My life is their life. They don't have to find everything that I do interesting and vice versa. So like, but if I follow you, if I don't follow you, if, sorry, if I've unfollowed you, it's simply because I don't morally resonate with you and that is okay. And I feel like lately with this burnout, it's been the same thing because I want to surround myself with people who are ambitious and who are chasing their dreams, who are doing anything they can to get one step, to get one step further in life. And so I don't know when I see specific things, I'm not going to name what they are because honestly, there's a lot uh, but when I spe see specific things that I don't like, you know, relate to or that I don't just, I just don't think is necessary, I just lose interest. And that goes for in-person interactions too. Like it's happened multiple times where I, you know, I've met some people and, or I've been with some people or I've interacted with some people. And it was so hard to like continue the conversation because the life that they're pursuing is just so, it's so settled. And like, Honestly, I think I've also adapted to this like uh, defense mechanism where if I interact with someone that tells me that they don't want to do anything with their life and they just want to chill out, my body, like my my brain just shuts off. Like I just lose interest like physically. I don't mean this in like a rude way. I honestly like my body rejects it basically. Like my body is like telling me like, why are you here? So I just kind of shut out. It's so bad, but like, honestly, it's not at the same time. It's just, it's just what I've realized. And like, um, over the past week, actually, I went to Toronto with my boyfriend and like, I think that was the best trip I've ever taken in like months, obviously minus COVID. I know it, Toronto to Ottawa, it's not like much of a trip trip, but like, it was so eye opening and it made me feel so motivated to do better with my life and to, you know, increase my, my presence just within myself. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like after that trip, like my boyfriend and I were so socially independent, but also together at the same time that it was amazing for both of us in different ways. Like, um, I'm not going to speak too much for my boyfriend because you know, that's his life. I don't want to, I'm not trying to like spill all his, all his shit on my podcast, but you know, he does have a dream to move to Toronto one day to pursue a specific aspect in his life. And I, and I think that trip was so amazing for him in that way. And it like opened his eyes to so many opportunities that he can take. And it did the same for me, like not specifically the same, but like the concept was there that it opened so many perspectives for me and it changed how I see life in general. And I honestly think it broadened my horizons, like not to like pull out all these fancy terms or whatever, but like going to Toronto this time around, it was so interesting because all my boyfriend like, and I did, we were just so independent, you know, like we weren't stressed. We weren't anxious. We weren't 
anything like that. We we were in a huge city, just the two of us. We really didn't know the streets that well, but like we learned. I don't know. We oh god, it was so like life transforming. I it's so weird to explain because obviously it's just Toronto. Like I think the way that I can explain it is that when my boyfriend and I went to Toronto, it wasn't like we went there for vacation. Like I felt like when we were there, we were just like we were civilians. We were just Toronto people. We were just, it felt like we were from there just having a weekend out. Like that's all it felt like. It didn't feel like so touristy to me. I don't know. Like obviously it took, I still took pictures, but honestly at the same time, I take pictures everywhere I go. Like, so I can honestly say that I'm a tourist in my own home as well. But the weekend that we had just felt so natural. It felt Honestly, it felt like it felt more like home than Ottawa has for me in quite some time. And so it was very refreshing to experience that. And um, that's another thing that I also want to mention is that like after going, I realized that like I don't want to be here. I don't want to live here my entire life. And I've touched on this in I think one of my first episodes about traveling is that when people stay here for the rest of their life, their mindsets are so narrow and they're only specified to the environment that they've been living in, you know, for their entire life. And so there are many things that they, they will not understand and that they don't want to understand because it doesn't conform to the environment that they're in, you know? So like, you know, after going, I've realized that like, I don't feel at home here. Like I feel so out of place and it's a little sad because like while recording this episode right now, I'm trying to figure this out, (laughs) but that's the best way that I can put it. I just don't feel at home here anymore. I, I think I grew out of this like feeling of home for two years now and I just don't want to be here. Like I know I, a lot of people say like, Oh, I don't want to be here because it's Ottawa, but like, I genuinely don't feel at home here. I don't feel like I have a home. Like, yes, I'm lucky enough that I have a roof over my head and that I get to live at home for free and that I have two loving parents. I I, honest, I, I get it. I, I'm also aware that I have a great group of friends around me and I adore them so much. Um, and that's not what, that's not what doesn't make me feel at home. Those are small things. What doesn't make me feel at home is the aura of Ottawa, not to sound all spiritual, but like the way that Ottawa is, the mindset, the culture behind Ottawa is so, it's so stressful. And it's so, um, I don't want to say judgmental because everywhere you go there, like judgment has to occur, but it's just very one-sided, I guess you could say. And that may, that might be due to the fact that we literally live in the capital of Canada. And obviously within the capital of Canada, all you have is government politics and society, which is fine. But I like, even like nightlife, urban lifestyle, urban living is so difficult because how, how do I explain this? Like when I was in Toronto, obviously there's an increase in population there. So you would think it'd be more stressful by the amount of people around me, but I didn't even like my boyfriend and I did not feel that way. And I'll say this, my boyfriend is more high strung to larger groups of people than I am because he's more introverted. And so he didn't feel that either when we were there. And it might just be because we were together, but like, I feel like he also felt it the same. Like 
we were separated once when we were in the city together and there was no stress. Like it was like peaceful almost amongst like thousands and thousands and thousands of people in one area. It's so hard to explain, but here the urban living is so forced, I guess you could say. And it's funny because I read an article um, months ago, actually, it's about, it's about Ottawa's urban planning and the urban planner of Ottawa actually said like Ottawa needs to change in order for life to continue because the urban lifestyle that is here, the culture that is here is so outdated in that there needs to be serious innovation in order to bring the city back to life basically. Um, but I honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't mean to sound like like dark or like uh, negative about it, but it's just because I took a small class about um, environmental uh, demographics in Ottawa specifically. And the demographic that is mostly consistent in Ottawa, uh, I'm going to talk about like uh, population density mostly, is people like millennials, I guess you could say, and um, uh, the uh, older generation before millennials. I don't know what they're called, but um, it's mostly like grandparents and our parents and younger parents today. And not to say that they're not progressive in their thinking and lifestyle, but they live a specific mode of life because that is the life that they are used to. And not saying that they will want change either. However, change when change occurs, it'll come more unnaturally to them than to younger generations because we are living in a time of constant evolution within our urban spacing and um, our our civilization. We've always, you know, anyone who's born in like late 1990s to obviously 2000s, we've been in we've been in constant evolution with society, and so I just. The fact that Ottawa itself is a smaller city, our demographics are older generations, and even physically, like, um, uh, structurally, we are a huge suburb. We only have one um, center town, you know, like, all the rest are suburbs. We are surrounded by suburbs. It's not feasible to uplift the, like, urban lifestyle in quick shots. Like, I don't know if you've guys, if you guys have realized this or have paid any attention, I don't expect you to, cause it's obviously like not, it's, you know, it's not that like deep. I just do just because I have an interest in corporations and obviously urban spacing and planning and all that stuff. Um, but most innovative, like restaurants or in other words, if you don't understand what that means, like any cool place that you think, like for example, cool ice cream shop, um, a cool hype store, a cool restaurant, a cool, anything that you think is like super dope with like the neon lights and like the quote unquote innovative aspect. Most of those have a, um, how do I explain this? It's either a pop-up shop. For example, Instables was a pop-up shop until they were able to, um, uh, prove that they were worthy of staying as a full, full-time, uh, um, smoothie bowl parlor. Um, most of them are either pop-up shops or most of them have a, uh, a contract and a contract with a deal explaining like they have to finish a certain amount of, uh, impressions and sales in order for them to keep their, their rental space, because it's not easy trying to come up with 
cool, innovative stores in a place like Ottawa. And if you have, it's either they get a really shitty location, no offense to any business owners who have a shitty location. I'm sorry, but it's true. Or they stay for one max year, one year, and then they close down because they weren't able to make the impressions that they needed. And I know, and I know one of them, not to like name like names, I don't want to point fingers, but there was a diner called Pudgy Boys. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of it. It was a very cool concept. It was on Bank Street. It closed down within a year. Same thing with um, another very cool concept. Um, it's called Jam Cereal. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it or if you've ever been. I've actually been to it with my boyfriend because I found it on Instagram years ago. Um, and it's a cereal place. That it's like almost a bar, but for cereal. It was so cool. Such a cool concept, but it closed. Um, I don't know if they've relocated because I've read a few uh, articles about their relocation, but I'd never seen a physical location pop up. So I don't know. It's just the urban planning here needs a lot of work. and even with even a simpler, a simpler innovation, the LRT, the LRT system, we all know is flawed. And it was also delayed, uh, I think two years, um, from its original, uh, opening date, but even the LRT, that is the one of Ottawa's first innovative urban planning, um, uh, objects, I guess you could say. And, it didn't even do well. And here's the thing. I have my own problems with the LRT. Obviously, everyone else does. We all complain how, you know, it gets stuck in the winter. The schedules are always like whack. And um, obviously, it, it shuts down like like once every like three days. I get it. However, if we come from a business side and a demographic side and an environment side of adding an LRT to Ottawa, yes, it reduces traffic. Okay. However, having an LRT that only runs from Blair Station, which yes, I know it's going to be extended to Trim in Orleans, all the way to Tunney's Pasture is useless because like I said, we only have one downtown. Okay. All, the only downtown that we know is downtown Ottawa. We know Rideau Street, Byron Market, et cetera, et cetera. All of the surrounding areas are suburbs. Okay. If you think about it in that sense, suburbs are created so people can actually drive to location to location or, or, you know, like, um, how I, yeah, driving, or I think sometimes biking, but even biking, scootering, walking, that's all a city style life. Same thing with buses. The reason why we have suburbs and a downtown is because, and, and buses, I should say, is that it connects going to a suburb to a different suburb or to a downtown area for work, school, whatever it may be. When the LRT was put in place, they canceled two specific bus routes that we all know which ones are 91, 95. Um, and it caused more issues than having the LRT being put in place. When you cancel those bus routes, a bus route that connects you from uh, suburb to suburb, east to west, even east to south, east to north, whatever, it doesn't allow the freedom of not only creative space, but honestly, like physical transportation to continue properly because it screws with the environmental demographic of Ottawa. And I just don't think Ottawa is equipped to have an innovative 
lifestyle. I hate to say that. And it honestly sounds a little depressing, but it's true. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but if you go to any other city, even Montreal, Toronto, I would even say BC, those three, like, sorry, BC is not even a fucking city. I meant Vancouver. Um, those three places in Canada are very like Montreal and Toronto are similar to each other, but BC, anywhere in BC is very like, how do I explain this? California-esque. That's still, um, that's still an innovative structure to the dem- the environmental demographic of that area. Same thing with Montreal. Montreal is very, you know, it has the culture there of having the old Montreal and the new Montreal. Same thing with Toronto. Toronto has the GTA with surrounding downtowns. It has suburbs. It has everything. And so urban planning in cities and places like that is very functional. Urban planning in Ottawa, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it is not feasible and it is very slow. So when I feel that, and this connects to my burnout, when I know this, it makes me feel anxious because I feel like without that lifestyle that I want, not in the sense where I need all these luxuries, all this, all that, that's not what I mean. I mean the lifestyle of being able to pursue what I want to do career-wise in an ever-growing and evolving society, I can't be here. And I think, honestly, while me talking about my feelings, I think that's what's leading to my burnout because I feel stuck. I feel like I haven't done anything. And maybe, obviously, there's a pandemic going on too, so I understand that, but I just don't feel like I belong here. And that's all I wanted to say for today's episode. And honestly, I really hope you guys learned something too, actually, because I know it's really random that I pay attention to these small details, but it does, it, it kind of ties into what I want to do in my future because I want to do uh, corporate law. I want to do business law. And so I pay attention to a lot of uh, corporations, business planning and business agendas of specific companies. Um, I just do that on my daily life because I think it's interesting. So um, if you did learn something, learn something that I think that's super cool. Like I'm happy you did. But at the same time, also like I kind of apologize for like having a more somber um, welcome back podcast episode, but it is what it is. I just wanted to explain a little like why I've been here, why I haven't been active and that honestly, I kind of missed it. So I really hope you liked today's episode and um, yeah, I can't wait to rant with you guys more.